Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. So we are here with Ms. Donna Kronk, and we're going to talk about her book and what inspired her. So thank you for being on the show. We appreciate that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your book, please. Okay. Well, I live in Indiana, small town Indiana, grew up in small town Indiana, and I've been a journalist for 37 years, and I retired at the end of 2020. My new book is called There's a Clydesdale in the Attic, subtitled Reflections on Keeping and Letting Go, and it is available on Amazon if you're looking for it, and it is a memoir, and I call it a memoir of sorts because I sorted through a lifetime and several people's lifetimes of parents and grandparents of belongings during the pandemic. And what I found along with the stuff is a variety of stories, life lessons, advice given, memories of people. That is awesome because I think there's a lot of stories that a lot of people don't hear anymore, especially those that have been lived. And this is one of the great things about this, this podcast is because every story is unique and it has an impact on somebody's life some way, somehow. So what is it that really inspired you to actually write this book? Well, I think when you get to be in your 60s, like my husband and I are, um, you start thinking about what are we going to do with all of this stuff? And there's all kinds of crazy things that a lot of people keep. And and sometimes you don't even realize it until you look through them. Um, For instance, these um, largemouth bass heads that we keep in our attic that are attached to an old scraggly board Well, those belong to my husband's father who loved to fish, and they have been kept all these years. Um, Afghans, uh, things people made, and you just didn't have the heart to throw away or the need to throw away, but now you kind of look at them critically. And so that's what I did. I wanted something to show for all that time at home, other something positive other than a positive COVID test. And I had one of those, too. But um, it ended up being a really fun thing to do, to, to go up and clean out the attic, which sounds kind of crazy, but it did. You know, I think that's really cool, especially the idea that cleaning out the attic and being able to tell these stories that are up there and share them with people. I think that's really cool, and I'm glad that you really did that because it's something that I'm really really passionate about and telling people's stories. So speaking of which, is there a quote or something that keeps you doing this and that you enjoy to um, just develop yourself even more or to inspire other people as well? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I, I like the old fashioned quote, bloom where you're planted, because it doesn't matter where we're from, who we are, what anything um, socioeconomic, um, we all have stories to tell and we have rich memories and and rich um, ancestry to talk about. And so 
I like to try to bloom where I'm planted in my own community. And also to remember that God is not done with your story, no matter who you are. And I like to tell people that when they're having a rough time going through a rough patch, as long as you're still here, he's not done with your story. So keep plugging away. As long as he wakes you up, that means your mission's still on track, and I love that. So I'm going to ask you one more question real quick, and this one is always different for everybody, and I love asking this story. What is your writing kryptonite? You know, I'll have to say that that I just have to write, and I'm not saying that it's always very good copy, but I just have to write. That's that's what I do, and it's what I've done since I was a little kid, and wrote in that five-year diary every day or almost every day. But sometimes if you're working on a novel, I did a couple of novels before I did this book, um, you know what kind of mess you want to get your character into, but you're not quite sure how to get them out of it. And that puzzled me for a while with one book I was working on. And then when it came to me, and it can come to you in the oddest ways, then it was like I couldn't get wait, couldn't wait to get home. I was gone at the time, and I was actually at the Indiana State Fair, and I saw something in a book, and it was in the Pioneer Building of all places, and I looked at it, and I said, that's it. I know how to get her out of this, and I was practically dancing to get home so that I could start writing. You know, that's it's joyous how you can always take that idea of having inspiration literally everywhere and anywhere to write a book. Because as a person who loves to create characters and their stories, I'm the exact same way. So I want to thank you for being on our show, and I appreciate you taking time out for this. I want to thank you, too, and you're a very good interviewer. are live with Mr. Cameron Roberts. Thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate you being here. So one of the things I always ask our authors is just to tell us a little bit about themselves. The other thing I want you to just think about is if you could possibly let us know what the inspiration for your book was. Okay, well, starting with a little bit about me. Yeah, I'm from Michigan. I have two older brothers. Um, I went to school for electrical engineering. Uh, I've got a wonderful wife. I live here in Fishers. Um, and getting into, like, I guess, too, how that leads into what inspired me to write and why inspiration. Well, when I was in college, I did a semester abroad. And while over in, um, I was actually in Amsterdam at the time, a, French and, a friend mentioned uh, National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, and that really... I guess like the seed in my brain to start writing and I really just started planning out basic stuff and then not too much really I just started writing just a week or two later just putting ideas down getting like first draft of stuff I don't know I just I I don't know really what got me interested in writing in the first place I I had the idea I guess when I was younger high school middle school things like that but it was really for some reason just being like in a bookstore in Amsterdam my friend mentioning the National Novel Writing Month just got me really going, and I never really stopped. Um, That's awesome. So what is your book called, and what made you want to write about that specific topic or anything? Okay. Um, my book is Time's Bridge. It's a sci-fi novel about uh, an artificial intelligence. Uh, a guy in college actually 
accidentally makes an artificial intelligence, and it's all about kind of the fallout of that. Uh, what happens with his friends and the CIA and stuff gets involved because the AI starts poking around where he shouldn't be and things like that. And um, I guess it's kind of came from I've always liked science, technology, stuff like that, and wondered you know how it would impact our future, like as you know the whole planet and everything like that, society. And I wanted to explore that uh, partially just on a personal level. So I, like the AI isn't just like, stoic. I mean it's it has emotions, has wants, needs, ambitions, just like any person does. So kind of exploring like a human and this AI, and he created it, and seeing where that goes, and seeing how it. This AI could be dangerous, but it could also be very good because it is super intelligent. So it can advance science, technology, so much. But it could also, you know, I guess go Terminator and like become Skynet and you know kill us all. So it's like it's kind of the human in this. Uh, Pons is his name. Um, has to decide how to how to uh, how to move forward with this. Like to be friends with it, to destroy it because it is dangerous, and to live with either decision. You know, I, I think that's where a lot of uh, inspiration comes from, honestly, is just regular everyday behaviors as well as just how it can impact technology. And I think that's really cool how you're putting that together. So one of the things I always ask authors is, what is your writing kryptonite? Ooh, uh, especially, I think on first drafts especially, I really struggle, A, with grammar. I'm terrible, terrible with grammar. But also details and descriptions. I write something and then I go back later and I'm like, wow, there is no detail whatsoever. It's really plain, kind of just like almost barely past an outline. And I really have to think hard how I'm going to make this interesting and like paint a picture, you know, with words and everything. And that can... Because I've had things that I thought were good and it was one page and later I go back and I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, no detail. And it ends up being three or four pages because it's to add tons of description and everything like that and then yeah the grammar too like I mentioned is a really hard thing my wife really helps with that she's so much better at where commas go and semicolons and everything like that I can definitely say that for a fact because my wife is the same way with my writing too um, what is a quote that has inspired you to continue writing or even just get out of bed and be the best that you can be um I guess one quote specifically kind of writing related and technology related that I really like is um, I think it's I think it's one of Arthur C. Clarke's like three laws I think it's uh, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic so I think that's a really kind of played in my thing and trying to bring in well usually in my my writing I try to have the science be as realistic as I can but also like in my book a bit of a spoiler. There is a dragon, even though it's a uh, an AI related book. So, you know, I like I really like fantasy too. So, trying to bring in elements of fantasy, you know, if you're gonna have like robots, you know, why make them all human? You know, they're gonna be whatever they want to be. <laughs> you know, I think that's an awesome way to put it, man. Because I'm the same way. I love putting fantasy, mixing fantasy with science fiction sometimes with everything else. So, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are back with another wonderful author. She is very young. She is a young 20-year-old by the name of Anitha. 
And I'll let her say her last name and everything as well, because I am not going to destroy that. So thank you for being on the show, Anitha. I appreciate you being here. And just tell us a little bit about yourself and your book. So I'm Anita Sharma, and I was born in Yonkers, New York. Uh, and I started writing when, uh, actually, I was writing throughout middle school and then high school. So, um, like, English classes in school basically inspired me to write my own books. And then in middle school, I was writing short, short stories. And then when I got to high school, I blended my, like, experiences from uh, school and then my friends that I had and I just wrote um, on I used to write in a notebook actually and um, keep it actually hidden in the bookshelf and then one day my sister she actually found it in the bookshelf and she started reading it and then after she read it she thought it would be like a wonderful idea to publish it so then she told my parents about it and then soon we started actually looking we typed it up actually like the manuscript and then we looked for publishing companies and came across one called iUniverse in Bloomington, Indiana and then uh, from there we kind of went with the flow like editing and then um, they sent it back to us and we fixed it and sent it back and then uh, then we selected like a cover page for my book and did the summary and all that and then it probably took about eight months and then my first book was published and what is it called it's called stolen friendship and what's it about so it's basically about three best friends and their journey to high school so it's basically like a transition from junior high to high school um, each chapter is like has different story but it's the same characters and so it basically talks about friendship and uh, like the high school drama, all that you would experience in high school. That, yeah, I, I definitely think that all, all of us would definitely have those stories. Um, and I think this is really cool that you're writing these stories, especially for young, uh, young women that are going through that as well, even young men. And um, I want to ask you, what is it that really inspired you to actually write these stories? Was it just because you were just living these stories and you just wanted to pass them along to other kids to help them through it? Or what was it? Yeah, so at first uh, I was just writing for fun. Like I know I like I think I can obviously uh, write better than I can speak. So I like to like convey my thoughts and ideas through stories. And like I was reading a lot of books also at that time, and I thought that writing was actually a great way to express like yourself and like also share your experiences. So I just wrote for fun without actually having an intention to publish it. But then once my sister and my, the rest of my family figured out and thought that it would be a great idea to put it out there, then I thought it would be helpful for um, people like that age junior high and high school especially to get inspired and um, maybe like fit in when they go to high school you know I think that's really cool because we don't have a lot of those books out there for our young people and as a a parent of you know two young boys um, especially one of them being a teenager um, I think there's a lot of that is missing there so I'm going to ask you two simple questions so is there a quote that really inspires you just to continue your writing? Um, one quote I can think of uh, is actually, it's, it's, I don't know who wrote it, but it's between the pages of a book is a wonderful place to be. And I really like this quote because a lot of times 
even when I read books, I like get really immersed in the story, and like even if it's for a moment or a few hours, it's like you can forget about your own life and like whether like any problems or anything like that, and put yourself in like these characters' shoes and go through like the stories with them. So, I also think that like between the pages of a book, that's actually my favorite place to be, and I want like when readers read my book, I want them to uh, feel the same way. You know what? I love that quote. I really do. I think that's one of the coolest quotes I've ever heard. So what is your writing kryptonite? What is your weakness when it comes to your writing? Um, I think my weakness would be um, like a lot of times, I guess I have like the writer's block. So um, I have a hard time overcoming that. Usually writers like they um, take a break or, or then they come back to it but I like tend to give up I want to like stop writing but I have encouragement that I can keep writing and then uh, maybe another thing I would say is like this current book I have I have like a lot of dialogue in it it makes it interesting but I, I've heard from people that read my books that it would be nice if they could have like more description and like um, develop the characters better so I think um, I would want to work on that more. You know, as a young author, first-time author, don't even worry about that because there are plenty of authors that are really been doing this for a long time that still have that same issue. So thank you again for being on here. We really appreciate you taking the time out to do it. Thank you for having me. I am back with Miss Sandra E. Hayes this time, and she is not only an author, but she's also an educator and a playwright as well. So, oh, she's got so much stuff, musician, everything. So we're going to ask her, just like everybody else, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, a little bit about your book. Tell us what it is, too. I have taught school from high school, preschool, high school, and college, Spanish, piano, and violin. And I enjoy learning. And that's my motto learn every day. See, or as it said before, seek ye knowledge from the cradle to the grave. And my feeling is when you stop learning, you're dead. And you won't see me. I guess I'm never going to die. <laughs> probably about 20,000 students over the years. I started writing when I was eight years old, and I loved writing. I, I worked with the school newspapers, school yearbook, and I just wrote just because I had to write. It was just a need for me to write, and I think more than anything, it was a catharsis for me. And actually, I never planned to publish until, da-da, COVID. <laughs> I published quite a few books during COVID, and I'm still at it. That is awesome. Now, which book are you presenting today? I am presenting four books today. One, the first one is entitled Shoes, and it's for children probably two months to four years, and it's just about all the different shoes there are in the world. Dorothy's in there, they're snake shoes, they're alligator shoes, they're clown shoes, but the whole idea is that it's colorful and it's for young children. 
The next book I wrote actually was The Princess, the Witch, and the Magic Socks. And it has a double entendre in that it speaks to the parent and it speaks to the child. And it's how to overcome adversity. And I find that um, that book has a special meaning to me because they're children who have behavior problems and the parents don't know what to do. So in this book, even though it's a very unusual remedy, it deals with magic socks. But along with discovering the magic socks, you find positive affirmations and the idea of believing in oneself and giving the parents hope. The next book is Mufasa and Rex, Best Friends for Life. And I think it's a true story about an Afghan hound who wanted to be an award-winning dog. And he meets Rex, a stray dog, who only wanted a home. And they had many adventures together, and as a result, they became best friends for life. And the last one that I have with me today is called The Toy Rebellion. And this is based on how my son treated his toys when he was small. And the toys decided, in a dream that the boy had, they decided to run away. And the boy cried, don't go, don't go. And when he woke up, he realized that when his mother told him to clean up his room and she had told him to watch out for his toys, he decided to start doing that. And he kept his room clean and he learned how to treat toys and people. So those are the four books. That is a lot of books, and I love them. I love every single one of those, especially the last one. I thought that was really nice. So what inspired you to actually start writing these books? Shoes was an inspiration from a colleague who said, Sandra, I didn't know you wrote books. Write a book about shoes. My granddaughter loves shoes. Well, at the time, his granddaughter was newborn, and that was in 2008. I published the book in 2021. I hope that young teenager out there isn't embarrassed. <laughs> the second book, The Princess Witch and the Magic Socks, has to do with just observing childhood stress and what causes it and making something that might be helpful to parents and children. And Mufasa and Rex was because of two dogs who had that same experience, being caught by the dog catchers and rescued and finding a home together. And the last one was about children taking care of their rooms, keeping their rooms tidy, and taking care of their toys. You know, I think those are things that a lot of children can actually really connect to right now. So there's always two questions I always ask the authors, or at least Marcella does, so I'm doing her job right now. One of them is, what is your writing kryptonite? What is your weakness when it comes to writing? Well, I never run out of ideas. I have so many ideas. I have a file in my computer that says, books to write. But right now, my biggest trial and tribulation comes from having written eight hours a day, not taking as many breaks as I should have. Now I'm having overuse injury in my right arm, and that's a big worry for me. 
Yeah, I, I definitely understand that because, especially as a writer myself, it, it, there's a lot of times where I have to watch my time and how it's going to affect my hands and my arms and stuff. So the the last one I always ask is, is there a quote that inspires you to continue writing or to just be the best you can be? My father used to always tell me, you can do anything you want to do. If you want to do it, you have to do the work. I love writing, and I don't think there is a day that goes by that I don't write. So I'm having inspiration from my father and inspiration from within to write. You know, I, I think that's one of the best things I've heard today. Thank you very much for being on our show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We are back with one and only Jenna Medinwald. Medinwald. See, you can't even say it. Medinwald. <laughs> we are here with Jenny Medinwald. And we're going to be talking about her book that she's been out here with. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and your book. So, I am originally from St. Louis, moved here to uh, go to college and majored in English. I have written something my whole life, whether it's poetry, short stories. Um, and right after I graduated college, I got a job as a copywriter. I did the work too quickly, and they didn't have anything more for me, so I wrote a book in my spare time. <laughs> and what is this book called? The very first book I ever wrote is called She Dreams in Color. Ooh, nice. So is that the one that's really pushing up right now today? It's not, actually. It's still one of my favorites because it's the original. It's my baby. Um, but my most recent is the third in a trilogy called the Hellbound Trilogy. That just came out last October. So the story for that is a 16-year-old girl who makes a deal with the devil to be the smartest and prettiest in her high school, and then she dies. That makes sense. <laughs> so then this, the book really is all about her trying to survive after having made that deal. You know, I think we've all dealt with that at least once or in our life. So um, I'm on weekly with my... Oh, never mind, I'm not going to say that. Um, so what inspired you to write this book? Or these series of books, I should say. So the Hellbound trilogy specifically, I sort of had an idea for a character named Karma because I thought how much fun would it be to be Karma, right? To go around and kind of dole out punishments as necessary. And then it sort of became a, well, what would happen if you made a deal with the devil? And those sort of coincided. So Karma is a character in the book. Um, she is neutral, but she's there. And uh, it, just, it just kind of spiraled from there. Well, that is very cool because I am definitely going to be one to, to talk to you about that because um, I think karma's with me. Right. Uh, um, so the other things I love to ask is, is there something that you would love to share with our audience that they may not be able to find about you on the Internet? Ooh, that's a good one. Something that might be surprising to people is I actually scared myself writing one of my own books. <laughs> You know what? I, I think that's. I think Stephen King even said that a couple of times with his book. It doesn't happen often, but one time my husband was out of town. I was working on one of my uh, thriller books, and uh, things got a little creepy outside, a little stormy. The dogs started growling, and I thought I might have to actually stop just for a minute. 
and watch like a Simpsons episode or something. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. So I'm going to ask, what is your writing kryptonite? What is your weakness when it comes to your writing? I mean, it's got to be the internet. It really does. I type faster than I write. Otherwise, I would make myself go sit in a room with no electricity and just write in a book. Um, But no, I really have to be strict with myself because I get very easily distracted. I want to research something immediately. And so I'm trying to be better when I'm writing the first draft about just making a note and saying, hey, look this up later. Uh, Because I'm very easily distracted by things. You know, that definitely goes into play with one of our authors, uh, one of her... Uh, distractions was Disney. Nice. Yeah. Yes. So that's true. You can't really help it when it comes to Disney. So the final question: Is there a quote that inspires you to continue writing, or just to be able to get up and be the best you can be? Ooh. The people want to know. I know. I know. <laughs> one of my I was in uh, journalism classes in high school and one of my favorite quotes and it still applies to writing today is I love deadlines I love the whooshing sound they make as they pass by <laughs> that is you know that that is definitely something that we could just apply in our own life period so exactly. not just authors but everyone <laughs> exactly exactly well thank you for being on our show we really appreciate it And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with Miss Lisa Hendrickson and her book, Burning the Breeze, Three Generations of Women in the American West. So thank you very much for being on our show. We really appreciate it, Lisa. Glad to join you. So introduce yourself to our audience a little bit. Tell them some things about you and your book, but also, you know, give us a little bit of a hint of something that Kate find online about you. Maybe something that you'd like to share. Okay. Um, I'm an Indianapolis native, and the book that I wrote, Burning the Breeze, is actually about three women in Montana. People usually ask me, how did you find out about this story since you're a native Hoosier? Uh, My brother used to live in Montana, and he told me about a friend of his who said, my friend wants somebody to write about her grandmother. And I said, what did her grandmother do? And he said, well, she was the first woman to own a dude ranch in Montana. And so as I started looking into it, I realized that the story was not just about her. She was an amazing, adventurous woman, a single woman who did all this on her own. But her mother and her grandmother fled the Civil War in Missouri to settle in the Montana Territory, also a single woman, a young woman with her eight-year-old daughter. And so when I found out about them, I thought, this is a story about three generations of really amazingly strong and intrepid women who who did things at a time as women that women just weren't expected to do and were successful at it. Wow, that is, you know, one of the things I love about history is that it's better than fiction sometimes, and it's always inspiring. So tell us something that maybe people can't find about you on the Internet, just to give you more of a personal connection with our readers. Well, actually, um, my career has always been in public relations and journalism, And I kind of got into the book um, industry when I started writing for clients. And then I discovered this story, Burning the Breeze, which is the first book that I've written because it was really something that inspired me and I wanted to tell that story. 
I've always been interested in history and I've always been interested in true stories because as you say sometimes true stories are more interesting than fiction and that's what drew me to the story because you don't hear a lot about women in the west um you hear about cowboys and you hear about gunfights but the women had to play their own part and often did it on their own you know i think that's really cool because you're right there's a lot of women who are very strong that don't get the uh, appreciation that they should because a lot of our generations a lot of our families come from strong women like that who did this um, i know that there's a lot of them um, especially from the african-american culture of our that went to start their own um own stampede or not stampedes their own um homes their homesteads and they had to deal with a lot of things so being just a regular woman out in there is very difficult to do as itself but obviously you know being inspired by history you know is there a quote that really gets you to continue writing and maybe just be the best you can be as a person Mm, that's a good question um I think, actually, the title of this book, because many people say, what does burning the breeze mean, is kind of an inspiring phrase for women, because burning the breeze, actually, I discovered, is a cowboy or Western slang for writing as fast as you can. And that's what these women did. And one of the things that I've learned while writing is how important persistence is. Just sitting down and doing the work every day. A lot of people say, oh, I want to write a book. It's hard work and you have to keep at it and you have to be persistent. But it's possible uh, if you just sit down in that chair and keep writing. You know, I definitely agree with that because as a, as a voice actor, as a creative writer myself, it is definitely one of those things that you have to work hard at it. So speaking of being working hard at something, what is your writing kryptonite? What is your weakness when it comes to writing your, st- your own stories or just being able to just be an author in general? Mm. That, I think, would be actually forcing myself to sit in the chair and write, which I do. But, you know, there are so many distractions. And... Um, that's hard for me to do, but I know that in order to write a book, I have to do it. So that's why I'd like to give that advice as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's something that a lot of people have really figured out lately is like it is very hard just to sit down and write. And it's one of those things that we really noticed around just in the author just the author community itself but thank you again for being on the show we really appreciate you being thank here you. thank you thanks for having me and talking to authors we appreciate it thank you